Weird Realities explores the paranormal, preternatural, and supernatural worlds that surround us. Here we delve into those topics that challenge us to think outside the limitations of realism, where we test the boundaries of imagination and are forced to think outside the confines and restrictions of what is known. We are the creators, the writers, the artists, and the insane. Welcome to our Weird Realities. Happy Thursday, guys. I'm sorry I'm late. That's okay. How's, how's everybody? You're late? <laughs> Screeching in. Burning rubber on my way here. Good Thursday, everybody. Hello, all. Yes. Yeah. Oh. SHIT. So happy it's Thursday. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Tony <has you. laughs> hey, Tony. This is coming from the guy who's retired and works from home. So. <laughs> Hi, Tony's Tony. my Massachusetts buddy, Tony I. He's from Revere. Oh, wow. Revere? Revere. Hey, Landa. Hi, Landa. Hi, Landa. Hello, Landa. Excuse me. Yeah, you can tell a true Massachusetts person by the way they pronounce names. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd find myself surrounded by mass holes. Ever. I'm not a mass hole. Well, no. Well, Almost surrounded. We're not even making an H, so we're all right. <laughs> it's not skituat. It's situate. Yeah. I thought you said it's not get you hard. I was like, what? <laughs> See? Oh, there's, a language, there's a language barrier, definitely. I wanted to give a shout out to our friend, um, the Manson Brothers, because I heard from Chris he got our care package, and he was so nice. He said he was wearing our swag up in um, Cali. So, oh, good. Weird wow. Realities is now being worn around Hollywood. <laughs> nice. Great. Nice. Max, Mike? Well, I'll be rich and famous soon. Yep. Yeah, being rich is no big deal. <laughs> well, yeah. it is kind of. <laughs> hey, Max Crumb. Max, Landa, Max. Mike. Mike Lewis. Max, Mike. Tony. So what, what, what shows do we have tonight? Hadley, tell us what we got going on tonight. We've got God is a Bullet. We've got Heart of Stone. And we've got Special Ops Lioness is the new series that we are watching. Great. Great. All right. And who picked what? I picked Heart of Stone. It was, your, it was your week to pick. Yeah. Rip it up. Do it. Because I picked Heart of Stone because it's a CIA movie. Um, and I figured it would go good with Special Ops Lioness. Heart of Stone is a Netflix film um, with Gal Gadot, which was another reason I picked it. Uh, it's, a, it's an espionage film. It involves this, this device called the HOT, which is this super intelligent, uber sensitive um, cyber system that is like, you know, light years in the future. It, it can predict the future events supposedly by running things through, by running things through it. And the movie opens up. With, oh, and it's it's owned by five people. The uh, I can't remember what they call themselves. The charter. It's like uh, the charter. Thank you. I know you this. Um, that they run it. They are like heads of intelligence agencies around the world. Um, they keep they use it to keep everybody protected. Uh, opening scene, Gal Gadot is a CIA officer, and she's assigned to the British MI6 as their cyber guru for an operation. Um, the operation goes south. Uh, things do not go as planned, and Gal Gadot comes running to the rescue 
you find out Gal Gadot was not just some cyber nerd who sits in her office all day and works in the computer. She is a highly trained CIA agent. And she gets yelled at by her boss because she saves the day in the opening scene, but she almost blows her cover. All everybody, all the Brits think she's just that that guru behind the computer. They're like telling her, no, you can't leave the van, you can't leave the van. This is for the special people, you know, this is for the trained. And movie goes through, the next scene comes up that they're planning a special operation. The whole goal is trying to take down this woman, Kaya, who is, she's another, she's the bad guy. She's another cyber tech guru. And she's messy with them. She's taunting and teasing him. Well, just before that operation goes down, somebody tips them off and the house is invaded by the bad guys. And the only way is going to save her people is to break her cover. Some great fight action in that scene. They break out of the house, and then this is where I'm going to end the story. You find out that somebody is a traitor at the group. And from there on in, the whole movie devolves. Uh, not devolves, but the whole movie progresses. Um, the person who's the traitor has got their own plans. They know Kaya works for him, and she doesn't like what he's doing, so she tries to work with Gal Gadot. It's a typical, fun Netflix action movie. Uh, completely off the wall. There's nothing about it. It's two hours. It's fun. It's action. It's got some humor elements. Um, her tech guru, her hand, uh, Gal Gadot's hand is the, uh, the tech guru, uh, no, uh, the, um, from Safe Army of the Dead. Safe, Safe Cracker, yeah. And he's good in this. Yeah, he's just as an army of thieves, an army of the dead. Um, it's fun. I would watch it. Uh, it's a family movie. There's nothing in there that, you know, uh, you know, that a 13 or 14 year old wouldn't enjoy. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. All right, that's not going to sound. For a Netflix movie, I thought it was really pretty good. This one could have made it on the big screen, I think. So what did you guys think? I liked it. I thought um, I thought it was great. Everything you said, we, we can't really delve too much into the plot because it's brand new. So we don't want to wreck it for anybody. Right. But I will say my favorite scene, the fight scenes, like you said, Scott, the fight scenes are great. They have a, um, they have a fight scene that's on sort of a lighter, lighter than aircraft, which is, is pretty cool. Yes. Almost like a blend. It's a great scene. But my yeah. favorite scene, it, it's not even really a scene. It's, just, it's an idea. And it's at the very beginning when they're in this giant, it was, I think it was in Italy, wasn't it? In the Italian Alps, they're in this big chalet. Yeah. 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 Um, something that Uber wealthy people would have. And what, what they're doing is they're, they're betting on a, on an operation on Navy SEAL operation that's happening right then. So they, this, the bad guy, the bad, who is a woman, she has hacked into you know, whoever's running this operation, you know, the Pentagon, the CIA, whoever's running it, and the people in there are betting on which guys are going to die. And I was yeah. like, holy crap, what a great idea. What a fantastic idea for a story. And now I can't do it because somebody else thought of it first. So I'm a little pussy. <laughs> but uh, that, that was my favorite part of the whole movie, just that idea. But yeah. it's it, this, is, this is a really fast-paced TV show. I mean, yeah. TV movie. It's lightning fast. There's not a lot of breaks in the action. It's it's a mix of John Wick and James Bond, and they have Wonder Woman to boot. So it was definitely James Bond esque with all the you know one minute they're they're skiing down a mountain, and the next minute they're jumping out of planes, and then they're you know they're fighting in the streets of whatever city they're in. So it was it's worth the watch. This is not one you want to miss. It's 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 not a bank breaker. It's not the best movie you're going to see. But if you're in the mood for for a little action flick, this is that, uh, and I recommend it. Kathy, the first couple of minutes of this movie, I thought, Ugh. Mm -hmm. and then it heated up, and when it did, 
Oh, it was um, it was a great fun ride. I enjoyed it. I'm not a huge Gal Gadot fan. Um, I just kind of find her stiff, but I found that she did really well in this movie, and I really liked it. It's funny because Scott said he found himself stiff too. Anyway, I bet I bet he did. <laughs> I was thinking, but she didn't have her bustier on, so. No, I agree. The end, she wore the tight outfit at the very end. So. Well, I, I agree with you, Hadley, on this end. Uh, Tony, I think Tony Ides said something about it. That the parachute scene kind of took me out. I was like, you know, but then it got better, you know, and the twist of the bad guy that was cool, you know, and you're like, oh, you know, when the bad guy comes out and then, you know, what happens and he does, yeah. Yeah. They had such good chemistry. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, they're going to be, and then it was like, oh, no, that's not. Yeah. And it's got some good actors in it. Um, Matthias Rigahafa, you know, he's, I guess he's really uh, big in German, uh, Germany. Uh, it's funny. You know, yeah. I mean, and he, Jamie Dorn, he was the Fifty Shades of Grey dude. Yes. Yeah. And he, he was, was in, also in Jen's favorite, um, Bob and um, Barb and Star Do Delmar, which if you haven't seen that, <laughs> he's serious in it. That sounds like a, a movie I'd watch, you know, on the internet. <laughs> well, he's he's also in that um, HBO series, uh, The Tourist. Have you seen that? Nope. That's a trippy. Watch it, The Tourist. It's pretty good, and yeah. I think all the episodes are streaming now. But it, that's a good and series. Had, and they had some good writers for it. I mean, one of them was Allison Schroeder, who did Frozen Two, Christopher Robin, Hidden Figures, which I think is a brilliant movie. Yeah. And the other Greg Ruka, he's done a lot of TV series, uh, a lot of the Star Wars. So, no, this is good. This is um, if you like Six Underground, a Ryan Reynolds movie, uh, that one was it Red uh, Red Notice, yeah, with uh, her and Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. It's it's like that. It's all, it's just a fun time. You watch it; it's fun. Um, it, it's got some parts that make you go, "Oh man!" There's one part in it that made me go, "Ah, that sucks." Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. But it's worth a watch. It's it's a fun movie. Um, it looks like they'll probably make another one. Hopefully, of course, I've been real waiting for another Six Underground to come out. And we yeah, same. That. I thought that would come out, and then a second movie for you know Red Notice. I yeah, we do that too. Yeah, but no, this was a fun movie. Good pick, Scott. Good pick, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for a change. Yeah. So how do we rate it? I'll give it a four. I'll give it a solid four. I, I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Um, definitely want to sit. It's just a popcorn flick. Watch down and sit down and watch it with popcorn and a beer, and you'll be happy. I'll give it a four point seven five because. It was fun. The acting was good. I mean, you really enjoyed the actors, whether they were good or bad. And it was, it succeeded in what it wanted to be. Fun two-hour movie that didn't, you know, didn't cause you to think and like, oh, the world was falling apart. So. I'll yeah. give it a solid four. Okay. I agree. I, I'll give it a solid four, too. It was, it was just a fun movie. Um. You know, I might watch it again down the road. But that twist, yeah. you know, the twist is gone. Yeah. That was, another yeah. that was a big part of it, I think. But it, it was a good pick, Scott. Thank you. Did any of it ring true with your uh, CIA experience? <laughs> uh, not at all whatsoever. <laughs> you didn't I do mean, the you know, thing. You know, the, the fight scene in the house. You know, when the, when the bad guys raid the place, I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, that's what we all thought we were like. But, you know, you know, and having that, having the guy, the part that I got the biggest kick out of because it was so bloody stupid was um, the Matthias character just being able to say, okay, guy's coming in the door, he's got a 50, a 357 with eight rounds, and the guy coming in through the back, he's a monster. No, we don't know that. Well, yeah, but that's what the heart was. He knew that yeah. because of the heart, and that's why they didn't want to let it get into enemy hands because 
that yeah, that's true. program was so advanced. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Advanced. That's true. But I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, yeah, it was like that. I would have stayed. I would never tell. So can I tell y'all what I thought was going to happen? Sure. sure. Since it didn't happen, it's really not a spoiler. So the guy with the cat, I thought yes. he was going to get obsessed with her and she was going to have, I mean, like, it was going to be a problem, be problematic when he started showing her the dollhouse. I was like, oh, oh he's yeah. going to be crazy. And then it's going to end up, and it totally surprised me um, with what happened. So Yeah. Yeah, no, that guy right there, his name's Paul Reddy. You ever seen the uh, miniseries The Terror where they're stuck in the yeah. ice? Yeah. He yeah. played the doctor. He played the uh, doctor. Oh, yeah. he played the doctor in that. Okay. okay. It's great. If you haven't seen it, see The Terror. It, the first yeah. season's the best. Yes. But, and Alan well, joined us. Alan Lester, yeah, that is. Alan. We've got Alan. Shout out to Blaine and Tommy. So hey, Blaine and Tommy. Um, well, shall we move to Hadley's movie? It's not Hadley's movie. It was a new release. Oh, and the premise of it, the premise of it looked good. Well, I mean, if we want to go that way, they're all the new releases are mine. Um, but I thought this looked like a good movie. God is a bullet. You want to give us the, the synopsis? Of yeah, this? give us the lowdown. Okay, well, all right. So, um, basically, let me see where I want to start. This movie has got Jamie Foxx in it. It's got Jamie Lannister in it. It's, you know, it's, it's got some, some high-hitting names here. And it takes place... Um, Jamie Lannister, what is his name? Nicholas um, Nicola, Nicolai. Nicholas or Nicolai? What? Nicolai. Nicolai Coster Waldell. Anyway, he's a kind of a desk jockey sheriff deputy. And he is divorced. His daughter and him are very close. She lives with the mom. The mom lives in this upscale neighborhood with her new husband, I'm guessing, maybe boyfriend, I'm not really sure. And um, living the good life, and yeah. on Christmas Eve, everything seems like it's going to be okay. Okay, let me rewind and say, at the beginning of this movie, there is a, a, a young girl, probably 11 to 12 years old, who is snatched from a parking lot while her mom's going back in the store to pick something up. And she is snatched by the you know stereotypical van with some creepy dudes with tattoos in it. Um, it's no offense to creepy dudes with tattoos because it's just a stereotype. Anyway, so fast forward to this. These people break into the the ex-wife's house. They're, it's a triggering scene there. There's some stuff that happens. It's kind of scary. And the daughter snatched. And the next morning, he's looking for the daughter because she's supposed to come to church and she's not there. So there's this whole, like, religious overtone here is that he is a very faithful and um, devout Christian. And then you have him spiraling into this um, dark, seedy underworld trying to get his daughter back. And the daughter has been kidnapped by this satanic cult and there's some really bad dudes there's human trafficking involved it turns out it is the same cult that kidnapped the girl at the beginning of the movie well a young woman in a shelter contacts him and she she says that you know i know what happened because these are the same people who took me. It turns out this is the girl who was snatched all those years before. And she is, um, I guess some part of her wants to help. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure it, what it is at first because, um, uh, of plot holes and almost like things that were just hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, And that was yeah. how I felt is I don't think this was a bad movie. There was some really poignant and good things to it, 
but there was so much that just seemed to be cut out and I'm not really sure why. So whoever did that needs to be fired. But um, anyways, the, the movie goes on. I'm not going to get into all the details because it is a new, it is a new movie. Um, it is very triggering in a lot of ways for a lot of people. I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you don't like snakes, don't watch it. If you don't want to see a rape scene, don't watch it. If you don't want to see this, that, you know, there, there's, it's just, it's a very dark subject matter. And um, it's all about him wrestling with his faith as he tries to find his daughter and this young woman who's helping him. And I guess it's kind of like her path to redemption because she, and y'all know the kind of work I do in my day job is, you know, this is a typical case of what you see happen to women who've been trafficked is they get into that lifestyle. They, they get that Stockholm syndrome. The next thing you know, people think they're, you know, just as horrible as the people who took them. And it's just because they've just kind of done what they have to do to survive. And so there was a lot of this that I think I probably connected with on a level I don't think my three companions did. Yeah. Yeah, let me answer Tony real quick. Um, no, it was a Netflix movie. He was making Jamie. Jamie Foxx was making him when he had his medical emergency. He was an executive producer on this show. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, again, like I said, um, and let me just sum this up real quick. When I was looking for movies, this is a movie that had occult overtones. It had um, a revenge story. I know I love a good revenge story. And it... Um, had some really good actors. I was interested to see what was going to happen. And I kind of feel like the occult stuff, they did not play it up. Um, it was gritty. It wasn't woo. There was no woo involved in this. Um, it was just some really bad, evil people. Which is even scarier to me than the woo. Um, but yeah, these are some bad dudes. So I know y'all didn't like this movie. Let me just say this. So... But that's that's it for me. Okay. Now we're gonna sound like dicks. Well, <laughs> uh, the, the beginning um, to me that was kind of frightening when they kidnapped that girl. The way it went about, in broad daylight, and these people just looked, you know, creepy. And I thought that scene was pretty frightening. And it it's like this movie was what? How long was it? Almost two two and a half hours long. It was long. It was yeah. a long, dark, unhappy movie. I think it was probably yeah. stole the two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably would have been about three hours long. If, I'm sure they cut it down because there's some characters in it that you didn't see their motivation that that their motivation was should have been seen, and like that that part at the end in in his house when all those people are in his house and obviously they're law enforcement people, but it doesn't explain what's going on. You know. Um, the acting was good in this. Jamie Foxx was outstanding in it. And that makeup that they did on him, you mm -hmm. know, uh, with that, the pigmentation and all that, that yeah. was, that was great. And, um, they forced gumped his arm too. Yeah. That was, was that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, there were parts in it that were good. Some of the conversations between the two were, were pretty interesting, but the chemistry that they shaped it to, Instead of where it looked like it was natural, that was kind of, it was like, ah. It was kind of icky. Yeah, it was. That, you know, and that, I think that girl's name's Micah Monroe. She was great. And, and you look like you could just smell her, yeah. you know, from that screen. She did great in the way she would look, you know. She did a great job. And the dude that played the, the cult leader, he had moments where he, where he was really good. And then moments where it's kind of like, nah. But my favorite character was, uh, oh, I'm trying to, Jonathan Tucker, the guy that owned the bar, the screamer, the guy that was oh, screaming. Yeah, they pointed the gun at him, and he'd be like, ah, ah, ah. I love that guy. That was that was just so over the top, outrageous. But but yeah, this there could have been a good movie here, and yeah. I think a lot of it was left on the the. Uh, they cut the wrong parts. I honestly think they cut the wrong parts. 
and it still was way too long. I mean, yeah. what did they cut? Well, they cut. But, I mean, like, like there, there's stuff that I know I picked up on that I don't know that y'all did. Like the, um, the sheriff, the motivation of the sheriff. Yeah. They cut that, and because uh, you, you're just like, oh, whatever. But there was more to the sheriff's character than led well, on. The, the blue-haired kid. Yeah. He was trafficked too, and it didn't go into that story at no. all. But it, I mean, it didn't show that it was just her. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was deeper than um, the, the surface, which is what we saw. Then the girl they grabbed, the girl that ended up in the motel near the end, you know, her character is like all over the place, yeah. you know, it's like, what? And, and then who washes a car like that? Who washes their truck like that? Nobody. Yeah. That got me. That bugged me the most near the end when he's watching that tr his truck. It's like, anyway. Well, there could have been a good movie is, What the? What, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to cuss. What did they inject that rattlesnake with? Oh, yeah. don't wreck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that's my two cents, you guys. Yeah, man. I I kind of agree with you guys that. They cut out the wrong pieces. There was a lot of dialogue in this between the two main characters, uh, Nikolai and Micah, both of whom are pretty good actors. But the dialogue was just really slow, and it went down this this avenue that you were like, "What?" And you just kind of it didn't fit the story that this story was trying to tell. Right and. There's a couple of times where they're laying in bed. It's not a sexual thing. They're just laying in the same bed talking. And it was weird. It was just weird. One of them was after he had been, let's just say, assaulted. I don't want to tell you what happens to him, even though that was one of the cooler parts of the, of the show. Um, I just, I, their dynamic was terrible. Yeah. And, and it's, which is, again, weird to me because they're both two, two you know, great actors. Um, this this didn't have a lot of greatness to it, as far as I'm concerned. This should have been a movie about human trafficking, and it was kind of a movie about a revenge hunt. Because um, there was no message, I, I, there should have been some kind of message here, and it was just lost in all the right. bullshit. Really, um, the bad guys were great. They were they were fantastic. They're these covered in tattoos, like all over the place, facial too, up on their neck, uh, on their hands and stuff. They were Satanists, or you know, in that direction. They were you know anti God and that, that left hand path. I mean, yeah, that's they're supposed that, to be spooky. Yeah, I don't really know what that is, but it it was it was spooky, and that was the one thing that came across was you know the spookiness of, of those of the bad guys. Uh, it wasn't just guys. It was the, a couple of women, too. But I cannot stand when people make terrible decisions in, in film. I understand that that has to happen because people make terrible decisions in life. But there were a few decisions in this movie that were just stupid. And, and, and you wouldn't do it if you're trying to save your daughter or if you're trying to save this guy that you just met, his daughter. And it was just, it kind of made me a little sad because this was a movie that I thought was going to be really, really good. And five minutes in, and I'm like, yeah, this has potential. And six minutes in, I'm like, nope, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, and I just I just couldn't get into it. I wanted to, but the message was lost. The dialogue was bad. Acting was okay. Like like you guys said, Jamie Foxx did, did really well, and his makeup was phenomenal. But he wasn't in it that much. No. He, he had a, a – it, it was I wouldn't say a bit part, but it was a minor role, or it was a non-major role. How does that sound? And had they made that character like this big, super uber tough guy that, that wanted to help and would do anything and, you know, typical Jamie Foxx stuff, it would have been better. But they screwed the pooch on that one, too. Well, the tattoos. When they tattooed, Nicholas did all those tattoos on his body in one in three hours. And he never used them. Yeah. He never he was using them to infiltrate the gang. Right. And. Yeah other cult or whatever and he never used it there's no point in that there 
Okay, first off, I have to say, Blaine, tattoos don't make bad guys. Not even on this podcast. I've got mm-hmm. tattoos. But um, the tattoos were supposed to tell a story. And Jamie Foxx alludes to that. He says something about, you know, that, and I don't remember the exact word, but it was kind of like, you know, the, you know what is going to come out. Like your story comes out on your skin. And, you know, and that was the whole thing with, because if you looked at her tattoos, her tattoos weren't, um, no, David Hasselhoff could not save this. He could not. Um, But there was a story there about the tattoos and they should have gone into that. But the only thing we saw was like the face tattoo thing. Yeah, they just left it. That was another avenue yeah. that they just closed yeah. down. Well, they just, they, and I guess maybe the, it, the film was too long. And again, whoever cut this movie needs to be fired because they did a horrible job. Um, and I think I might have mentioned this to Rich the other day that it just really was the one minute her character was like this broken, crying mess. And the next minute, she's an uber badass with a shotgun. Right. And, you know, there's there was stuff that was left out that was pertinent to telling her story. And it went from being a story about him rescuing his daughter to a story about her going for revenge. And the segue was never really covered. But right. I will say, hello, shotgun to the face. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. I'll bring that up. There is uh if you guys like uh shotgun gore this is a film for you because there's a lot of it i mean there's a lot of bullets flying but it was the shotguns that were the devastating his legs gone arms gone goodbye face and jaw that type of thing i liked it when the guy hit the wall yeah yep that was pretty nasty too but this is directed by nick casavetes who did the notebook and uh alpha dog and um john q so he, he got some good movies you know, but this is just horrible. You know, I, well, and it yeah. wasn't even his directing that was bad. Again, it was whoever cut the movie. They cut out yeah. pertinent parts and pieced piece together the wrong parts. But yeah. but there were some really good scenes. Like I liked the scene when she was forced to shoot up, and it shows to me, and not that I have that much experience with drugs, but. The confusion of someone in this almost semi-euphoric state being forced to make a decision they don't want to make and trying to, to work their way around it. And she went from, I mean, like one minute she would just be, you know, rolling on the floor to the next minute she's, you know, trying to shoot someone. And it was, to me, it was that that chaotic um uncertainty and confusion that really she caught she captured that really well i thought it was almost like a dreamlike state um anyway i thought that was well done well there were some things in here that were that were well done it just over the overall thing didn't work it just didn't work and this editor did uh 12 dogs of christmas is one of the movies the editor did so uh, is it a female because yeah well, I was going to say, I wonder, I wonder why. It's, I mean, I agree with everything you said. It's disjointed. I will, if <coughs> when the director's cut comes out, I'll watch it just to see how good it is. But you really, they so downplayed his daughter who was kidnapped. She almost was irrelevant in the movie. Yeah. And, I, I thought the opening scene when they kidnapped the the sheriff's daughter was terrifying because she wasn't left in the car. She you know she's standing in front of the door of the store waiting for her mother who went back in to get something. They oh, that, was that was case. That was case. That was the girl. Oh, that was, yeah, that was case. But still, yeah. you know, they picked up. They throw her a bit. Nobody stopped. Nobody intervened. The mother comes out and her daughter's gone. It was scary. But other than that, it was very disjointed. There was 
most of the, I don't want to say banter, but most of the arguing between them was her disbelief in God and his belief in God. Um, yeah, when the action started, it was good and it was very bloody. Very bloody. And one thing she does to the guy with the knife from behind was like, okay, <laughs> she's she's got some anger issues. I thought the I thought the criminals, oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I thought the guys and the girl who played the bad guys were brilliant. I mean, they were over the top. No, they were not over the top, but I believe they were believable as those type of people. You know, the, the, and I mean, when we say tattoos, we're not, the, we're talking like from fake all the way, everything was covered. This girl they, had her hair, huh? I was gonna say these tattoos were like homemade tattoos. They weren't like from yeah. a from a shop. Yeah, there were no. These were, were like jailhouse color. tattoos. They yeah, were they was, were rough. It was all yeah. black, upside down crosses, pentagrams, that type of thing. Yeah, on their face. I mean, they were all, they're all over their face, and that's yeah. you know. And then, like the Celia, we were talking about scenes that didn't make sense. He gets all the tattoos. He goes with her in the bar. They talk. Something was said he doesn't like, and he walks out. It's like, you know, doesn't he give a shit about his stuff? Then it's like, okay, this fight scene is good. This revenge scene at the end is good. It's redeeming. And then it ends 15 minutes before the movie ends. Go on with 15 minutes of other stuff. It's like, no, it's over. End it now. But I... It, it lost me, except for that one fight scene out in the desert. It just, this movie bored the hell out of me. Well, and the oh, I don't know. It had some terrifying, it had some terrifying parts in it to me. I think, well, like, um, I think like it had terrifying dungeon. aspects, but I don't think they pulled it off to make it scary. The abduction is terrifying, but yeah. and yes. the way they did it was really scary. That I'll give you, but the rest of it should have been scary too. And I was just like, eh, I mean, it wasn't, but you're right. It They were aiming for scary. And it's not like, like you said, Hadley, it's not a woo thing. It was a, this could really happen. You know, it's and a, I mean, it's it a gritty underworld. These people are out there. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, but, I mean, the thing that scared me was that, that house, that dungeon, that toilet in the middle of the room with chains. That was terrifying. You know, I don't want to see that. Um, Scary aspect. Well, then don't come by for a visit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? I mean, it was, it was, you know, that the reality of, of, and again, this is what I do for a living. So I know right. this happens. You chain people to toilets? Well, no, I don't. But I, I mean, I know that when they say that, you know, that not all the kids you know, make it out of here. She was lucky. Yeah, and look at what torture she went through. You know? Yeah. Well, like, like Tina said, it made made her feel like the world is evil, you know? Yeah. There's well, a lot of evil out it there. It was, yeah. But it, 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 it didn't convey it as well as it could have. No. You know, it, it, I think it fell down on parts of that. There was, you know, like the abduction at the beginning, that was, you know, to me, that was kind of scary. Yeah. I was scared. But, I'm I mean, sure I for, for all horrifying. three of y'all, for being fathers, I'm sure it's terrifying yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, wow. You know, and nobody helped. And it that happens. Mm-hmm. I said, that's how fast it is. Yeah. So you, yeah. She went yeah. back in to get whatever. She was gone a minute, and that kid was, she never saw her again. Yeah. yeah. And then you had the, the over-the-top stuff, like the wounds. They get wounded. And you know, yeah, he's sealing up that wound and stuff, you know, stable. Yeah, okay, that look but then he's fine. Yeah. You know, somebody gets burned, you know, and you didn't and they're fine. You just see their face half of his burn later on. They're but they're okay. You know, they're like, you know, and you know, burns are horrible. Yeah, especially you don't you know, on your and be okay. Yeah, yeah. So it this could have been really good, but it just kind of well, the the biggest buy-in problem that I had was the eluded romantic thing between them. 
Yeah. You know, like yeah. she goes back to him at the end. And I'm like, I don't need that. That would not, I, I mean, this very Christian man who just lost his daughter and this girl who is looking for a parent figure. I mean, how unhealthy is that? Yeah. You know, I it mean, was weird. it was creepy. It was, it was, yeah, it was icky. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I, we're watching it. We're like, no, don't, don't, don't. As I, uh, yeah. But that's, yeah. I mean, again, this is just whoever was editing this that was not necessary. And I think there's some, all of you, you know, know, probably some lazy writing in that too. Well, and I'll say this, that um, I had seen where this movie was based on a true story. So I was like, oh man, okay. So I I went into watching it and I was like, okay, maybe that's why it's weird. Maybe, maybe that's why it's got all these holes in it. And then I found out that the, the reality of it was that the author of the book says it's based on a book had been in Thailand and that the God is a bullet phrase is something that he saw someone write on a wall in Thailand in a bar. So that's where he got that from. Yeah. And everything else was like research that he'd done into cults. And that's why it's based on a true story. And I thought, well, that's really stupid. Yeah, so that, that kind of um, kind of took it for me. I still want to read the book just because I feel like I want to know more about what happened. Um, but but yeah, it was it was a disappoint it was disappointing. I did enjoy it, but it was disappointing because I feel like it could have been better. It kept you watching because you wanted to know what was going on. Well, I kept I thinking I kept thinking the devil was going to make a play for something. You know, I would have turned it off if we weren't going to do it for the show. Well, well it, okay. to me, it was that bad. Okay. Well, having said she kept thinking the devil was going to show up. Okay, there's that one scene between two characters where one character's got a gun on the other one and the wind starts blowing and, you know, so it's like they're trying to do something there, but it just didn't make sense. You know, yeah. do you not see them? I watch all the movies on the screen beside and this movie was, I didn't even realize that was Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I mean, the makeup and all that was so good. But when you guys are saying Jamie Foxx, I'm like, well, who was he? And then when you mentioned his character, it was like, oh, I was so disinterested by that point. I, I think this film, the best parts of it, or anything that tied anything together was left on the cutting room floor. And, and that's yes. what it did. I agree. I agree. So what... Any, Hadley, you have anything to add? I'm, I'm going to give it a, a 3.75 just because um, for a few things. One, rattlesnake. Two, shotguns. And three, like I said, the subject matter. To me, it was very, it was pretty accurate to me. To me. Um, when, you, when you're talking about how a trafficking victim would behave afterwards, I felt like that was a good depiction. It was. Uh, Scott? Two. And it only gets that high because that fight's in the desert. Awesome. <laughs> it's really? kind of Mad Max, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'll give it a 1.5. <gasps> uh, so the, the fight scene in the desert, it did have good aspects. But one of the things that happened is one of the bad guys has a flamethrower and he shoots it at Nikolai Koster Waldau, and he hits him, and he's on fire, and he stops, drops, rolls, and he's like, "No problem, I'm good." He paid attention. Um, that's just a no for me. That you just can't do that. And there's another, there's something else with the snake that happens that is also a no. You just <laughs> that just wouldn't happen. Um, so that that those things really bothered me, but it, it was just too slow. It was. It, it needed to be a little. There were no tie-ins, and that's what I said before. The best parts of this film were left on the cutting room floor, so it's getting yeah. a one point five, and that's kind of that's that's a gift. The setting was surreal too. You know, Mexico, Southern California. Where where are you? Where are we at in this? You know, um, I'm gonna give it a two. I won't watch this again. 
if there's a director's cut, maybe just so I can see if there was something there. But no, nah, it just, it, I give it to. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it again, but I do want to read the book. Well, let us know. I will. <laughs> I will let you know where the holes are filled. So, next <laughs> up. <laughs> Special Ops Line S. What did y'all think? This is a, a another Ty Sheridan yeah. series. I have not watched a series of his that I have not not that I've have not not enjoyed. <laughs> not 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 enjoyed. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm a writer, folks. You are good. I've enjoyed everything he's he's put out so far. Not movie wise, not movie wise, but series wise, he's great. What what movies has he done before? Um, besides what is it? Hell or High Water. I didn't like that one. I like I like it was okay, but just. Did we watch that? No, we haven't seen that one. That, that oh, came out Chris Pine. I think we did. Did we watch that one? Yeah, I think we did. What's okay. it about? Um, Jeff Bridges is a cop, and Chris Pine, and... Um, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I think we did that. Um, oh. that, was, that was kind of a... I can't, but he's one of the bad guys in 30 Days of Night. I is, can't is, remember it's, his it's name. Oh, it's got the guy oh, that's... Foster, ben Foster. Ben yeah, Foster, yeah. Like 28 days later. No, was it 28? No, no it was 20 days uh, a night. 30 days of night. Yeah. I don't remember that. I, I think that's a decent flick. I, I, I don't love it, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, but what did you think about this? Um, Me? Am I, is it my, am I up? Yes, yes. Go, 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 go now, now, now. I think, I think this is an excellent show. Uh, Sheridan has done shows like Tombstone, which I haven't seen, and I don't want to hear your crap on it. I'm gonna hear, I'm gonna see it eventually. It's just I'm waiting for it to end because it's, it's it's like 50 episodes on it, so that's gonna take a minute. Uh, Tulsa King, that it Kings Tulsa King Tulsa, Tulsa King. King, that's Taylor Sheridan Longmire, which um, I'm up to like the third episode of season five right now. Fantastic, but that's not Taylor Sheridan. Long Longmire is not Taylor Sheridan. Don't you tell me that. It's not. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. Where did you even get that from? All right. Well, you know what? Longmire's still good. So yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. So I do like Taylor Sheridan. He wrote uh, 1893. Yeah. 1883. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I haven't seen. Uh, so I like this guy. Lioness is really good. It's about a special ops group team. And they. it starts off with they're in... Pakistan or was it Iraq? I can't remember. I can't remember Syria. where it was. Was it Syria? It is Syria, Syria. right? Yeah. And Zoe Saldana is the head of this team, and the team is supposed to protect an asset. Who the job of the asset is to befriend a female person of the family of a really bad guy, get to know them, then get close to the bad guy, and then they kill the bad guy. And she gets found out because she has a tattoo on, on her side of a cross. Um, and it just goes bad. And it moves on from there. So now they need a new asset for a, a new a, a new attack. They find the asset. It, and she's a pretty good actress. She's been in a couple of things that I've seen before. I can't remember who she is. But she, tall, thin, dark hair. Looks a little bit Middle Eastern. Um, she grew up in the hood. Very smart. Uh, very um, athletic. She ends up getting in the Marines. Total badass. She she's in like the top half percentile of everything for everyone. She gets recruited by Zoe Saldana and the team, but she's still a newbie. So it's kind of about that relationship and how that moves forward. And then things just kind of it turns way up. And this team does something they're not supposed to do on American soil. Sicario gets, 2 style. Yeah, exactly. It gets filmed by Border Patrol, and they have their faces, so they have to make amends by doing something else on American soil. And it just, it, it it's escalating, and you can see that uh, there's a lot of politics to it, uh, which, and the politics are done really well. Mm -hmm. uh, Nicole Kidman is in it. She is one of the, uh, like, the head bosses. She's not a field operative anymore. She runs the field operatives. 
but one of my favorite actors in the world is Michael Kelly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love Michael Kelly. Michael Kelly. And he's he, getting typecast. Yeah, he, he's this guy in every film and every movie. He's um he's like the um, deputy director of the CIA, and so he's running Nicole Kidman, and she has to. They all have to report to him, and he just he brooks no bullshit at all. And he, like I said, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a pencil pusher, but you know, at some point he was a badass, and he's not someone you want to cross because he could bury you in a hole someplace where nobody would ever find you. Yeah. So you, you know, he was in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, that's the first thing I remember. Uh, CJ. Yeah. The first mall thing cop. I remember him in was Dawn of the oh. Dead. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was a mall cop that went out yeah. with a in a with a bang, man. Yeah. He was yeah. in House of Cards, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He's in Jack he's Ryan. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. This latest season, of Jack yeah. Ryan. This two last two seasons, he played Mike. Uh, Mike November. Mike November. Yeah. Yeah. So he's great. This got a good pedigree. I mean, uh, Tyler Sheridan, he uses a lot of the same people. He's got that the special ops team. I love their their camaraderie and their character. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's a neat, neat uh, aesthetic there. Well, I told you, it had me hooked in three minutes into the first episode. Oh, it was good. I, It was good. I was like, wow, this is... The guy that plays mm-hmm. two cups, he... Yeah. I've seen who he is, but he's in... He's in... Um, what do you call it? He's uh, Mayor Kingston. and he's in mayor of Kingstown, which Kingstown. is another, uh, he's the cop, the, all that, like the, the head guard, security yeah. guard, the head security guard in the prison. He gets killed, doesn't he? In Tulsa? Yeah. Yeah. He does. yeah. Oh, not Tulsa King. The other one. Um, yeah. This show is great. I'm sorry. I, I jumped over you. Go ahead. Alan, you take it off. Oh, I was going to ask Scott, Scott, so? this is a CIA, CIA story. I, I enjoyed it, but I, as a series, it's good. <clears throat> it's fun. A lot of action to it. Um, I love the dynamic between Zoe and the girl, and they do a great background with the uh, the newbie. Right. Her story, how she got to the Marines, when she got to the Marines, how she wound up with the special forces. I agree with with Zoe's decision on what to do with the king because when I was there, I remember we watched a video once of this poor Islamic girl who went to a library in Afghanistan. Just she went to the library to get a book and to be smart. And what they did to her in that video was one of the most disgusting things we've ever seen. Um, But no bloody way that we would run a, that any any special ops CIA would run that that stupid operation in the United States. That to me was just one of those we always used to call it when we watch CIA movies the kafar moment. You know, if if you laugh out loud, it's no it's no good. You you've lost our interest. And what was the other scene? Oh, and when they are, and I don't want to go into details, when they're testing the newbie, yeah. no, they would they do something like that. Now, maybe some of the deepest, darkest corners, but that did not ring true to me at all. Well, now, I only watched, I only watched the first three because I thought we were watching the next two next week. So if I'm wrong, but that's all I saw up to, but it's good. Um, somewhat realistic, somewhat, you know, they took really, the writers took some really good advantages, but it was for the sake of the pod, so. And yes, he's the the guy, this deputy director of CIA, is a dick. And I'll tell you, there were quite a few of them. Is that why you were in there? Because there was a lot of dicks? Oh yeah! Well, he was one of those guys that took care of all the torture and stuff. That's what I got he was in that little room with the with the waterboarding and the electricity. Well, I want to say well, yeah. they're not filming this at Fort Bragg. That's not Fort Bragg. It's Fort Liberty now, isn't it? It's not Fort Bragg anymore, yes. is it? Yes, because Bragg is the name of a of a Civil War general from the Confederacy, and therefore what? it is no longer. They changed it. Yes. 
Yes, because Fort Bragg was named after a Confederate general in the Civil War, and that offended people. So all that history, all those soldiers, those special op guys that went through there and everything, that just didn't matter. Airborne. All those airborne guys. Okay. Well, anyway, that's not that for that place formerly known as Fort Bragg, because <laughs> I I was like, there are no mountains at Fort Bragg. So I enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad that y'all liked it as much as I did. Um, it's good. Um, I, I, I Morgan I Freeman's in it, so yeah, I'm excited to see him. Um, in which what episode role he's is he play. in? He's farther and, down the road. I guess Morgan Freeman. Yeah. But I, I watched all five episodes that have been released, and I'm eagerly awaiting six. Yeah, that's where we're at too. Okay. We catch yeah, up. plays Errol, who is Nicole Kidman's Nicole Kidman's husband. I've never seen him in anything where he wasn't a bad guy. You right? Seem, right? Doesn't seem like a bad guy in this yet, but he seems to be like nonchalantly not giving a shit about people dying. Martin so Donovan. Money. What was his name? Martin Donovan. There you go. He always plays that. Always plays like a sniveling bad guy. And yeah. He's he's not there yet, but I just I would not trust him as far as I would I could throw him in this show. Yeah, that that's one thing we were, we just had a kind of a hard time with. I guess she's the lioness, not Zoe, but the other gal, is that she didn't look like athletic enough. You know, she's thin, mm -hmm. but she's got no muscle. The sniper's got more muscle than she does. Oh, yeah, she's ripped. Yeah. Well, so she was, kinda, she's like a, I mean, wiry person. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's it is what it is. That sniper was on, she used to be one of the co-hosts on, uh, what's that show where you do these crazy contests, you fall in the water and all that? American Ninja. No, American Ninja, the American other Ninja. one. Oh, the funny one? Yeah. Oh, you had to jump across the ball at the beginning. Yeah, uh, it's, a, yeah it's a take on the Japanese show. Oh, okay. I don't know. Long after American Gladiators, I can't remember who it was. And, and that movie Splinter. If you've ever seen that horror movie Splinter, you should check it Wipe out. out. The one that takes out, Wipe out. Place in a in a gas station. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. he's the, the lead in it. So she obviously modified for that role for this yeah. role, and that's what they should have done with the lioness. But that's just my little nitpicking, because this is a good show. I dig it. Wipe out. Thank I you. I had buy-in and I recommend it. Um, I'm really excited to see what Tyler Sheridan's going to come up with next because he is knocking it out of the park. None of the shows that he's doing are, are duplication of efforts. I mean, they're all standalone, solid shows. Yeah, he should Thank do long life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got Tulsa King, which is, you know, mafioso. And you've got Mayor of Kingstown, which is, you know, prison guards and politics. And then you've got um, Yellowstone and the empire around it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to really change that up, I guess, in the near future. So, well, you Wind River. Wind, yeah, Wind River. Wind River. That was that he did. And that, that's great. That's mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies. That's a good movie. He's just nailed it. You know, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He played one of the sheriffs mm -hmm. and he got treated so bad that he thought, I'm never going to be treated this way again. And this is what started him on his role of creating his own shows and stuff. Cause he just didn't want to be a number, you know? Yeah. I guess they treat him really, really crappy on son of anarchy's uh, oh, cast. Yeah. So Alexa, how much is Taylor Sheridan worth? Taylor Sheridan is worth an estimated 70 million U.S. dollars. 70 million. Not terrible. Oh, life is rough for the yeah. Sheridan. He bought that Four Sixes ranch that they're going to be doing that show on. Yeah, he owns it, which is, it's huge. Right, and he well, knows how to ride. 70 million dollars, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's him, and I'm going to ruin this for Rich, but. No, no. I'm going to do it. It's going to be done. But, you know, that's he does all the horse riding and all in um, Yellowstone. Yeah. He plays a horse uh, guy.
guy that sells them and move, uh, trainer and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. a, a high dollar um, horse show guy. Yeah. Desperately trying to figure out how that ruins anything. Can't think of it, but okay, let me go. Well, it just, it just, when you see it, you go, oh, that's, that's Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, but I mean, he, he really is a, a horse dude. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. but yeah, no, this show is great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Watch this show. Lioness, special ops, Lioness. Yeah. All right, kids. Well, I might be back in time to be on next week. I might not. So y'all will have to pick the movies early so I can watch them this weekend because I'm going out of town next week. Oh, awesome. His shoes are awesome. Those horses that he picks on Yellowstone are awesome. That's some high dollar horse flesh. Did you see the ones he picked on, on Longmire? Awesome. There's no comparison. <laughs> Do cheap. Oh, bring her back. <laughs> All right, kids. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. What y'all got going on in the meantime? Scott Baker, I know. Hey, Tina. I got a special guest star. <laughs> uh, me, nothing. I'm working on the next zombie book. Um, Tuesday, the first techno thriller. The Deadliest Breed of Assassins hit. It's available Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, and in paperback. Pick it up, read it, and you know, let me know what you guys think of um, my first time getting away from home. Well, I haven't written anything in weeks. So, Alan? Uh, I just finished short story, and I'm going to have to start working on a full length now. That's what she said. But anyway. Yeah, that's what he said, too. Yeah. Next time, Mike, I'm not going to be scadly. I'm going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hadley? What are you working on? I am finishing up my um, anthology. So, cool. my book or my story for the anthology. So. And Max Hopefully. asked us how the anthology is going. I'm well, not finished yet, Max. <laughs> stories from Max Crump, uh, Stephen Landry. Ali Yamboa, Scott Baker, myself, JB Havens, David Muga. Um, who else are we missing? Um, I don't know, but Joe uh, Sylvester and I are still working on yep. ours. There's those. I think there's Bethany's working on hers. Yep, Bethany's got one coming. Uh, so we've got we've got quite a few. Um, we uh, I I got a, a request by Randy Loeb. He said oh, I want to make one, and there was another guy. Who, who contacted me on Facebook asking about it? I don't know who he is. He's not a friend of mine on Facebook. I can't remember his name, but he seemed to be interested, and I won't turn him away if he puts in a good story. That's fine. Yeah, Randy hit me up, and I was I was like, well, get a hold of Rich, you know, because he's he can write. So he's good. always wanted to put a story together. So good. Well, last we'll I heard, Tully was writing one, okay. and it was really pretty good. good. But then I don't know what happened. And um, I, we had asked Mr. Hilton um, Ruiz to submit something, but I think Rich might have to reach out to him and encourage yeah, I need him. His, to... I need his contact information. I will. Uh, I will do that. Cool. Okay, I am totally jealous. This is something I never thought I'd say. I'm jealous of Ash Hole right now. <laughs> I love. I love He's gonna be in the front row. I hear he's uh, yeah. gonna throw his shirt off and everything. He doesn't wear shirts anyway. So. <laughs> Mike Lewis, my dogs are—they were so bad today. They have tired themselves out and they're sleeping. So that's Mike, where we're going in the I finally found the way to shut him up. Pig ears. Give him a big pee right before we go on. Right now he's sitting under the uh, under the desk, sound asleep. So. Ironically, that's how you shut me up, too. Those things are crunchy and delicious. <laughs> yeah. I know to get you for Christmas. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, All right kids. Go. Well, tomorrow night on um, Weird Awakenings, Morgana, Tully, Cecil, and I think that's it. I think Stephen and I are off tomorrow night. 
um, they're going to be talking about Antarctica. So Ooh. if you're interested, tune in. They will be going live at 7 p.m. Central and at 8 Eastern. And what time is that Pacific? I'm not sure. So, um, but yeah, that's going on. And we got we got good stuff coming out. So y'all be on the lookout. Okay. Until next time, you know what they say. Some anyone peanut gallery, come on. Uh, opinions are like everyone's got one. Is yeah, everyone has. Yeah. <laughs> Never pitch into the wind. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say stay weird, but y'all aren't playing. But okay. All right. I, stay I weird. just said stay weird. <laughs> I'll see y'all. Natalie doesn't we'll listen to me. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye, everyone. Good night. <laughs>